Hey kids, this is your old Uncle Axbone. You're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Now let's go draw something cool. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards, he's 50% Flash Thompson and 50% Ned Leeds with a dash of Betty Brandt, but never a hobgoblin except when he's not at his morning coffee. It's knowing rad. <laughs> everybody hey <laughs> can i oh, be God. more convoluted <laughs> i can't get those kind of results from accessory.com so you, i'm really happy to see my pie chart that was yeah nice. you, you're doing well you're doing well yeah you're doing well. good uh, <laughs> a good good day to you wherever you may be listening i would say good afternoon but you might be listening in the morning which hmm. really work um i i am speaking to you from the hottest <laughs> room on earth right now because it is crazy hot in the uk and i'm in my loft and the sun is beating down onto the tile roof uh norin are you in air conditioning or are you are you are you cool in the gang where you are so it's been extremely hot over here as well but we just had a break with some horrible storms so the sun is finally out um i'm feeling pretty cozy to be good. honest good okay well at least one of us is is dry uh, <laughs> i'm often moist when i record these but let's not go into that right now that's a really sexy image I yeah why, yeah yeah we, uh, <laughs> our, our listener base has just reduced by half pretty They've much collectively gone ew um <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we 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 had so many things to talk about this week i mean literally yeah we're, we are spoiled for choice this week um I've got some great feedback from the Grail card stuff, but I'm not going to talk about that this week. I'm going to hold that. Um, and I've also completely forgotten what I was about to say. No, nope, it's this. gone. But I tell you what I will say. Um, we have a Twitter feed. Yes. We have a Twitter feed. So... Um, which uh, one of our one of our listeners and passionate uh, supporters, Kevin uh, St. Jack, hello Kevin, Kevin. Um, suggested, and I was like, because oh, there's so many. <laughs> I've got four Instagram feeds on my phone. Oh damn! Three Twitter ones. Um, I've also got, um, and t- t- two of them are work related, so it's kind of like. Um, you know, there's a lot going on on social. So I'm like, can I really? And then then I was like, you know what? It's actually not a bad idea. Um, Because a lot of um, creators and artists are very active on Twitter and not so much elsewhere in the same way that a lot of artists are are active on Instagram. That's true. So it kind of makes sense a little bit. So so from, from, from here on in, on both Facebook and Twitter, we are at the mcc pod so um you can come and check us out on those um the facebook page was at mcc pod um which i was going to do when i went to twitter but what do you know someone's already got it whoa really i know i know they haven't used it since 2011 um but um, and i believe that you can i think you can apply to twitter if something's not been used for that long 
and you yeah. can put a good case forward for them to kind of say, right, well, that's no longer active. Yeah. Um, but um, but I couldn't be asked with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what's available? And it was suggested to me to be at MCC Pod seventy one. Seventy one. Really random. That was its first suggestion, and I looked, and there isn't an MCC Pod two, three, four, five, six, up to seventy. They don't exist. So why it suggested seventy one? I'll, I'll never know. Anyway, so we are at the MCC Pod on Twitter, and I've changed the Facebook one to match because it kind of makes sense. So you've yeah. just got that one uh, little handle to to find us. Um, so that's all good. Um, it would really, really help us out, guys, if you could spread the word about the podcast, if you could tweet about us, if you could talk about us on Instagram, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would really help. Um, if you could leave us a review on our Facebook page, basically, if, if you dig us, tell people about us. Yeah, please. That'd um, be great. That would be absolutely gorgeous. I'm going to take a sip from my pint of coffee. This thing's huge, guys. It's ridiculous. It's basically mm. the size of Ian's head. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, <laughs> the energy will get slowly more, <laughs> slowly more bonkers as the episode goes on. Um, I'm going to give a shout out now to our artist intro uh, this week, um, Axe Bone. Uh, we've talked about him, I think, on previous podcasts. We have. We have. Uh, Axe Bone is, uh, qu- quite frankly, a legend. He's been active in sketch cards since I s- became aware of them in 07, 08. Um, he draws uh, remarkably um, uh, wonderful um, uh, female forms, is probably the best way to phrase it. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's a really, really nice guy. He's done a number of his own sets outside of the Marvel time that he had with uh Rittenhouse um a number of his own sets by his own um Bad Axe Studios yeah. um and he's, yeah he's de- yeah he's definitely one of those artists where like you don't need to see a signature when you see his art you know his art oh, yeah. and oh, it's yeah. it's legendary in yeah. the hobby as you all know yeah so yeah Bone. yeah he's definitely popular yeah. Yeah. um so he's a he's a really really lovely guy um mm-hmm. One day I'd love to get him on, um, and, and I know he's fairly near you, so you could even do it in person. Maybe. Yeah, it was crazy. I went to a store to go pick up some cards, and they were the first thing they. I told them I was into Marvel collecting, which you know, basically I'm a unicorn. And some of them were like, "Well, you know who Axbone is, right?" And I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, he comes to the store all the time." Yeah, and that kind of blew me away to be in such close proximity. I know um, uh, another artist that's in Atlanta, Megan uh, Hedrick. I think that's how you say it. Um, so it's pretty crazy to be so central. But yeah, Axe Bone, yeah, yeah. It's in my backyard, which is crazy. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a sweet guy. Um, so thank you, um, Axe, for doing that intro <laughs> for the for the episode. I'm chuckling because when I heard it, I was like, yeah, bang on. That's exactly what I'd expect from 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 Axe. So, so, yeah, yeah. Um, he is on um, he's on Twitter at Bad Axe Studios, um, and that's also the title of his Facebook group. Um, Bad Act Studios, where um, a lot of the stuff is based around the sets that he's released. What I love about the, the sets that he's had come out over the last sort of 10 years ago, um, Dungeon Dolls, Treasure treasure Chests and Booty. You can kind of see where this is going. Uh, women of women of Wasteland. Um, there's, there's a space one, but I can't remember what it, what it, 
what it is off the top of my head. Uh, Westwood Ho, there we go. Um, <laughs> he, he he includes. This is this is the great thing about it. He, the, the the guys that do the artwork for the sets and then do the sketch cards for the sets are all people who are very active in the in the sketch card community. Yeah, I mean it's a, literally a who's who of of sketch card artists. Some of them still on Marvel licenses. Some of them kind of doing their own thing, um, moving on to uh, comics and their own sort of uh, own sets and portraying things. Uh, but the artists he's got pulling into his sets absolutely incredible um yeah seriously um and those uh, cars are pretty uh, extremely collectible as well i see them on ebay all the time they're always good prices good pieces i mean just consistent art really yeah yeah Yeah. you've got you've got shane mccormack regularly does work for him ah i have a i have a good card by him actually yeah Yeah, it's a great Uh, artist Jeremy Treese, uh, regular yeah. work with him. Um, I'm just scrolling through because I didn't actually prep for this particular list. Uh, of course, my favorite, um, Elfie Lebelot. I think that's, that's her surname. She's French. Um, and her, her work awesome. is, yeah, it's just incredible. And I actually collect her work. I didn't know that. Yeah, I do. I collect her work from the Axbone sets. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, that's a, got, that must be a killer collection. I got to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly from the Dungeon Doll set, where she kind of first came onto. It. I've got about, I don't know, maybe ten sketch cards from that. Um, and Scott Damn. Barnett, um, uh, my, my friend Scott Barnett, um, Scott, proud, proud like to call a guy friend. Um, Scott was um, on. What was Scott on? Scott was on Spider-Man Archives, and he was on a lot of those um, written house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good artist, man. That's yeah. really cool, too. Yeah, he's a really lovely guy. He lives in New Jersey. I've met him. Um, and you oh, know, wow. he's, he's one of these artists that I've kind of developed a relationship with over the years. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud and happy to regard him as a friend. And um, uh-huh. he's, um, he's a really sweet guy. He's, he's less active at the moment. Um, because you know he's got he's got life and he's got a little boy and you know he's 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 doing his thing but he did a series a couple of years back um self-published comic book um mm. called dead man's party which was awesome absolutely <laughs> i can't recommend that hardly enough and you know we're we're 10 minutes in and we've barely mentioned anything marvel because we're just gushing over these wonderful artists so thank you axe they are um, all marvel artists i mean yeah. any anybody, anybody knows who collects sketch cards you start getting a lay of the land and Axbone is definitely someone in commission from mm. he is you definitely want one of him in your set in your absolutely. collection character absolutely. or set collection for sure yeah. I mean, I've yeah. got, I don't have any licensed cards from him. I've got, I've got a, a PSC, which I don't generally go for. But yeah, it's he, rare for me to do that too. But some yeah. artists, you just kind of have to. Yeah, because I, I, and actually, I think it, I did a trade with him. That's right. And he, he, he wanted a sketch of an artist that had been a friend of his who passed away. And I, and mm. I was like, he was like, I'll do a PSC. And I was like, yeah, cool, you know. Um, and, wow. and so that was really good. And um, Elfie, Elfie's just brilliant. Um, her her work is great. You just just check her out. Um, yeah, I love it. We'll, we'll probably we'll probably gush over her a little bit more when when hopefully she she does an intro for the podcast. So um, I'll be reaching out to her shortly. So um, it's been an absolutely bonkers weekend in the MCU universe. Yes, it's been a bonkers week actually. Um, what with the Spider Man. Um, news sony dropped debacle yeah yeah so um which is interesting and that in the lead up to d23 
So for those who don't know, D23 is every year and it's not, it's not that every year it's, it's D23 and the next year it's D24 and there's D25, etc. I, I don't actually know what the D23 means, but D23 is the name of it. And it's kind of the Disney Expo mm-hmm. where they, um, they, they kind of talk about their own releases. It's kind of like their SDCC. I think I think D twenty three is going to start replacing um, a lot of these other conventions. I think it's going to be considered one of the biggest ones, yeah. um, especially yeah. with all the licenses they have. Exactly, um, and certainly this year, we um, we talked at length on MCU Stew Part One because this is Part Two, folks. So let's drop that, let's drop that right now. Um, yeah. The, there were an awful lot of um, announcements at STCC. However, as 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 blessed as we were with all the news and all the wonderful um, stuff that came out of STCC, they weren't done. <laughs> yeah, they were. So, oh my goodness me! I mean, we are we are we are in strange strange times, my friend. Um, what can I say? So first of all, obviously, aside from the Marvel stuff, they talked about. So I'm on their website with so many ads; it's ridiculous. Go away. Um, <laughs> the they talked about um, the new Star Wars. Yes, there was a poster released for that, and apparently there was some footage shown there that wasn't that hasn't been made available on the, on the internet. There is the Mandalorian trailer out, right? However, yes. So so there's some footage shown from Rise of Skywalker. But oh. that's not on the internet. However, yes, you're right. They did drop a trailer for The Mandalorian, which is the live action series and is going to be one of the launch series for Disney Plus. Yeah. Remember. And good grief, does it look good? It looks so good. <laughs> oh, my goodness, mate. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Boba Fett. Oh. And that is looking so crazy good. Is it good. actually him, the character? Is no, that the him? Mandalorian. I think it's someone. I don't know. I know. I, I know it has to do with the Mandalorians. I, th- I hope I'm saying that right. I think I am. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I know it has to do with them. Um, I'm, I'm. I don't know if it's Bubba. It's my boy. But I know the actor who's playing him, and it, he's sick. Um, Is it Spanish? He a great Spanish guy. Yeah. Scowl something maybe. Um, I forget his name now, but he's always been good. He's been in a couple of movies. He was in a great TV show about oh, Pedro Pascal. Yes. That's it. Yes. Was he in the, um, he was in that Netflix series about the drug Lords, uh, the Colombian drug Lords, Pablo Escobar. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. 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 He was really good. That was, was, yeah. he was a character that I kind of looked out for. Um, I'm interested to see what the show does. It looks really fun. Looks exciting. I mean, this D23 stuff, everything that's happening, the Marvel announcements, this stuff's only going to get crazier. Mm. I'm interested to see how this stuff works with Upper Deck and how it works with Marvel releases. Exactly. You know, because, I mean, are we going to get a She-Hulk, you know, uh, card series? I don't know. Well, listen, you're you're a step ahead there, dear boy. Am I? Um, Because I'm still on the Mandalorian. Hang on. I'm still Um, on the Mandalorian, right? uh, That's quite all right. No, I was just looking at the cast list for the Mandalorian. I was about to say that Carl Weathers is in it. Oh. Carl Weathers. This guy's in his 70s. Killing it. Ripped. I mean, seriously, the guy's still absolutely ripped. If you, if you just just Google Carl Weathers right now. I'm looking it up and, now. Yeah, the guy is in incredible shape. I mean, 
listen, I've never, <laughs> I've never been in that shape, and I'm in my 40s, so the odds of uh, aspiring to be in that shape. <laughs> the odds of it suddenly popping up. Uh, well, listen, it, it could do if I stop doing podcasts and start going to the gym, but um, <laughs> that's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, he's, yeah, the guy is, um, the guy's, the guy's still got it in a big way. Um, so yeah, I'm really intrigued by, by, by him being in that cause he's still around, but Taika Waititi, who directed Ragnarok and he's going to direct, um, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, he is in the Mandalorian. He's doing the voice of the, um, the droid. Oh, one, uh, one, uh, IG 88. Yeah. I think, I think he's doing that whoa so, that'd be fine so anything else aside i'm in because that guy could sit there and read the phone book and i'd be in <laughs> yeah know? he's pretty great he's really funny um so and it looks it kind of looks like it's going to be a western it has that feel to it i know that's what i'm excited about yeah um so it's good and then just in the trailer and there's just one bit in the trailer where you just heard you know that blaster sound that's distinctly star wars yeah when you heard that and i was like oh yeah i'm in um yeah. But anyway, um, D23. So they talked about a heck of a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they expanded on some of the stuff from SDCC. So they talked about the Eternals more. And they actually announced the cast, which was good. Yeah. They had them all on stage. So Angelina Jolie was there. Um, Kit Harrington. So Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. He was there. It's, and he's playing Black Knight. He is. He is indeed. Um, right. Issue one of which I picked up a low-grade reader copy of earlier on today. Because oh, sick. Just, yeah, well, I've only just started on The Avengers Volume 1. Of course, I've just started on it, and straight away, you know, I'm having to go for certain issues because Marvel keep bloody making announcements. Um, yeah, they are. But, um, so they announced that, and who else is it? The guy who played his brother in Game of Thrones, and this is going to be spoilers, but if you haven't watched it, it was on eight, six years ago, so tough. Um, so <laughs> you've seen Game of Thrones, yeah? Yes. So the Red Wedding? Yes. So Rob Stark? Mm-hmm. The actor who plays him is in the Eternals as well. I oh, can't wow. remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but he was in a BBC show called The Bodyguard last year, which was huge. The Bobby it's not bad. I liked it. Yeah. The Bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw I think I seen like season one and two. No, 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 no. This just a this single season. Oh, okay. That, I, I know I've seen a, a lot of the episodes. Yeah, about a yeah. close protection officer protecting, uh, protecting a UK politician. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that fella. Apologies, uh, Mr. Rob Stark. I can't remember your real name. <laughs> um, and I should have looked it up. Um, so Gemma Chan is in it, who's an English actress, um, who's been in some good stuff. So there's, there's, you know, there's, there's some good people in it. Black Panther 2 was announced, which is new. Yeah. Who, <laughs> who, whoever didn't see that coming. Um, but the time. crazy thing about that, though, is that it's the first movie that's going to start Phase 5. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, and it's 2022, right? Oh, yeah, 6th of May. Here we go, 6th of May 2022. They announced so, it. Yeah, and they said that's the first one that will introduce Phase 5. Wow. Okay, so we're already into Phase 5. Um, apparently, they also showed the first trailer for Black Widow, which hasn't yes. been released, I don't believe. No. Um, so that, I oh, can't wait. Um, looking forward to that. Um, that's going to be cool. And what else? Um, apparently, they showed a brief teaser for What If. No way. Uh, yeah. Um, which is mm-hmm. going to be animated. 
right. which is good. Um, says in this article I'm reading that the majority of the MCU cast have also lent their voices to the project. Yeah, that's what I heard too. So they they said that at SDCC that they were going to go ahead and like basically they were going to bring people's voices into the animated series, um, which should be really cool. Here we go. Here we go. The guy's name I couldn't remember mere moments ago, Richard Madden. Oh, Richard Madden. Yeah. Um, also in the Eternals, Sam Hayek. That's going to be cool. Price of admission right there. Take my money now. Thank you. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, so also in uh, What If, apparently there was a clip of Peggy Carter, voiced by Hayley Atwell, getting injected with the super soldier serum that created Captain America. So that's obviously that's clearly one that's a really cool what if the <laughs> what if scenarios that's like wow okay um another clip saw the winter soldier fighting a zombie captain america on a subway train <laughs> really <laughs> yes okay <laughs> that's gonna be the nuts that's gonna um, be great low-key a little bit right. more on that that's gonna take place after the character escaped with the tesseract in avengers endgame Whoa. So that straight away is an alternate timeline. So it's the multiverse idea. Um, I think that's really interesting because you did see Loki's character die at the beginning of Infinity War. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Loki die before. But this one seemed pretty definitive. Um, so, <laughs> um, so that's the way they get around it. I'm really excited about I this. Think that's I'm, great. I'm really looking forward to it. Because if you think about the fact that that, that Tesseract escape at Avengers Endgame, we might have seen it in Avengers Endgame, but it was at the time of the Avengers movie. Yeah. So none of the events of Thor The Dark World or um, Ragnarok or any of the other movies that had Loki in have happened right. in that timeline if it splits at that point. Interesting. That's that's mad. <laughs> oh, can't wait. I can't wonder if they're going to do this based off on actual issues. Uh, I don't know. I don't. They're bound to. They're bound they're to, bound right? To. I yeah, would think so. This material from the comics. They'd be mad not to. They've got such. I, I know. Image. I think that'd be a big mistake if they yeah. did it. Um. So, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So we'll get onto the new stuff in a minute. But Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um. It's going to have Daniel Brühl, the actor's name, returning as Baron Zemo. And good, because yeah, that was a pretty good character. I did, but I think they they kind of just stopped with him before it got going. I think uh, so too. Also, Emily Van Camp returning as Sharon Carter. Oh, with, her 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 yeah. niece or her daughter? Yeah, her, her niece. Her niece. Which 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 is joyous news for me. Um, there was um, there was nothing much about Hawkeye. Um, one division. One division. Let's scroll this out. Not one division, but one division. <laughs> um, apparently, this, this is interesting. The show has been pitched as a half classic sitcom, half full MCU spectacular. That's fascinating. It's it's kind of bizarre, which which does definitely tie in with that vision series that you you mentioned yeah i think see because he mentioned that he read it so i'm yeah. i'm thinking 
something's happening there. So, because I don't see why that wouldn't be the case. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I feel like something's happening there for real. But it does go, this article that I'm reading, so I'm, I'm basically drawing most of my, most of my information from one article here, but I don't care. Um, whilst filming is yet to start, a brief reel was shown to the audience, which intercut scenes of the two characters, contrasting with a clip from a 1950s series, The Dick Van Dykes Show. Um, Kat Dennings will return as her character from the Thor movies, Darcy Lewis. Oh, which is brilliant, you know. Yeah, um, that is good. Um, Tayona Paris will play the grown-up version of Monica Rambeau. Huh. Who, okay. Who saw as a child in um, um, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, this is bring it on. I mean, I'm, I'm color me intrigued. Yeah, it's. I'm great. into all this. Um, and then the new stuff. They talked about. Ms. Marvel. Yes. Marla Khan. Marvel's first Muslim character to get their own comic. Um, and uh, Kevin Feige um, said that she would make a transition transition into the Marvel films after that series. That's awesome. Which is which is which is great news. And then of course, because we only talked about it on the last episode when I was talking about that comic panel. Yes. Moon Knight. Yep. So they announced it. Yeah. Um, so that's happening as a series. Yeah, it is. I believe it's a series. Um, and then finally, She-Hulk, which is absolutely bonkers. Because um, there's a rich, there's a rich um, set of stories on She-Hulk. Um, yeah. Dan, Dan Slott's run on that was great. Uh, yeah, that's what I keep hearing too. I haven't read it, but that's what I hear too. Yeah, I've got I've got the trades, and um, it's it's fun. You know, it's not a massive, long arc, um, and it, it it's very very satisfying. Um, Kevin Feige only said she's a Hulk. She's a lawyer. <laughs> I'm glad she's still a lawyer, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so I think I think it's, I think it's really intriguing. Um, nothing from what I'm reading to give timescales on Ms. Marvel, Moon Knight, and She Hulk. Um, phase four looked pretty full as a pattern um so it yeah. could well be that they're they're phase five um i wonder i you know i don't know. know i don't know don't know i mean i could probably i could probably sit here and have our listeners listen to me googling to other news, news sources <laughs> or i could have done my research before we came on um to be fair we came onto this episode and we were like okay we could go this way or we could go this way and it was very much a choose your own adventure yes <laughs> we chose to go with the mcu uh, route and then quickly realized that, that neither of us had <laughs> just done any research this is cool, uh, for, for this podcast so um, <laughs> So the one thing I did do a little bit of research on, but it's weeks ago, so you're going to have to forgive me um, on my memory on this. Um, when we did the last MCU episode, the plan was always going to be to talk about the SDCC announcements and then talk about the card sets. Yes. But we spent so long gassing about the MCU <laughs> announcements that we kind yeah, of run out of time. So, um, so let's segue. Segway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> quite nicely onto the notes I made about the MCU cards because we've not really talked about them. No, we haven't. 
You um, really haven't, yeah. And people probably listening to this think, well, there there is more to Marvel trading cards than sketch cards because we do talk about that a lot. Um, yes. And it is it is one aspect of the hobby. Um, and there are people who don't do sketch cards, and you True. know we want we want this show to be for them as well. There are people who don't do the original art cards, who do the MCU related cards. Um, yeah. And so this one's for you, uh, folks. So um, I had a little look on Jeff Allen's House of Checklists, and I did a little sort of check through, and it's very interesting. So there have basically been um, trading card sets, from what I can gather, for every MCU movie so far. In fact, pretty much every Marvel property so far has had a look in. But um, the first Iron Man movie, was a Rittenhouse archive set. Of course, they still had the license at that point. Oh. So that's the first kind of MCU movie. Um, there were movies before that. So, you know, the the uh, the Hulk movie with mm-hmm. uh, Ang, Ang Lee directed with Eric Barner. Yeah. Which is actually still one of my all-time favorite <laughs> comic book movies. Really? Yeah. I remember... Man, do you remember when that trailer first hit? Yeah. Where he breaks out of the bathroom yeah. when he's looking in the mirror? I still got goosebumps. That trailer and the one for Spider-Man, <laughs> the original Spider-Man trailer. Oh, do you mean the original one where he was... Um, the helicopter the, gets caught the in the web? Towers. Yeah, yeah, the 9-11 Towers, yeah. Uh, which, which actually got withdrawn. Um, yeah, I saw that. Quite quite rightly, very, very soon after the um, yeah. events of Because 9/11. they had filmed it before. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they released it and it, then it happened. Um, so for, for those who don't know, there was a trailer for the first first Spider-Man movie. I say first Spider-Man movie. There's been, there've been numerous since, um, where uh, the Tobey Maguire movie, where um, there's a, some bank robbers and they fly away in a helicopter, and all of a sudden the helicopter gets sort of stuck in midair, and they're, they're dangling out of the helicopter, and they're in perilous situation. It pull back to reveal a web between the um, the World Trade Center towers with a helicopter caught in it, and it, yeah. then it cut to Spider-Man coming whatever date it was and it was such a such a good trailer um anyway um so that movie obviously had its had its sets the hulk movie the the uh, eric barner one from 2005 had a set which i believe was inkworks at the time when inkworks was still a thing um, oh, wow. that, that one's got a binder really does it really yeah because inkworks inkworks for all for all of their um for all of their um um now this is not not fair to say actually i was about to say for all their faults uh, they it works we're a pretty pretty solid little trading card company I, I like their output a lot um especially their lost um set which i got into in a big way i dropped a lot of dollar on the lost tv <laughs> series sets um they uh their only fault is that they're, they're no longer here <laughs> they oh, wow. up. um but they did it they did they did binders of course for all of their sets which was brilliant so that is brilliant uh, anyway so first iron man is a rittenhouse set um and then also in the mcu although uh, is it though what well it's the the, the incredible hulk movie the one with yeah. norton I, I know I, it is i know it is officially mcu because it's got the end credit sting yeah with samuel jackson and i know that william hurt reappears as general ross but it's it's a it's a ghastly film. <laughs> Have you seen okay. it? Okay, 
I, I, no, I'm sure it's horrible. Like my memory is always crud. It's tr- um, truly horrendous. I like Edward Norton as the yeah. Hulk, though. I, oh, I think. Really? I, you know, I kind of did. I know he kind of maybe overplayed it. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of a sucker for Edward Norton, though. Oh, that's so, okay. He speaks I'm a little bias. Oh, that's nice. Uh, we'll go way back, me and him. Yeah, so, send you makes sense. Basket, I'll send you I'm sure he episode. will. <laughs> he knows I doesn't like raspberries, so he'll send me other things. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they have the two Incredible Hulks. Mm-hmm. They have the X-Men Origins, which is yes. pretty cool, too. Um, not that that movie was good, but it did have really cool actors. And I have to say, all of it, the X-Men movies, the um, the interesting thing about those, those X-Men movies... Um, they all had autograph cards. That's what I'm looking at the now. Top end people. So, so yeah, if you go back before MCU. Well, it's not before MCU. It's kind of concurrent. But the original X Men movie, X Men Two mm-hmm. especially, and X Men: The Last Stand, and then into X Men Origins. And I don't think the others had sets. All of them, you could get top end autographs. So you had Brian Singer, you had Ian McKellen, Sir Pat Stew, Patrick Stewart. Good evening, sir. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying good evening. They pulled great people. Look, I'm looking yeah. at X-Men Hugh Origins, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine on eBay right now for $575. Yep. Yep. It's there. These are pretty prized possessions. Ronald Reynolds is 600 Yep. Yeah. I mean, these are pretty crazy uh, yep. pieces Leaf, around here. Schreiber's in there as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I tell you the interesting thing about those that they are, are those asking prices or sold prices? Yeah, well, I have to look up sold prices. Because I have to say, I think I don't, I don't think they're as limited as you'd think. Those ones. I think there's quite. If, if I remember, well, I might be wrong. But if Ronald I Reynolds, back yeah. from when they were coming out, although they were, they were, I think Rittenhouse did it as you had limited and then extremely limited, but they didn't tell you the numbers. Did they? So Rittenhouse is usually good about numbers. They didn't tell you on the site. I have to look at it. No, I don't. I, from memory, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's accurate. They don't. They don't give you the numbers on those. Oh, that's devastating. Um, so when they say extremely limited, the actor could have still signed 120 of them, versus 800 of a, a lesser actor. So it's. I guess it's limited by relativity in that sense. Um, okay. Well, I'm, they do have very limited and limited. That's it, yeah. No numbers, but you're absolutely right. So Ronald Reynolds was limited. Hugh Jackman was very limited. Mm. And um, Victor Creed, Lev Snowdenberg, don't know, is limited, but everybody else does not Leif, have. Leif Schneiber. Leif Schneiber. Um, yeah. I messed all that up. I'm That's so okay. He'll forgive you. He'll forgive I'm you. Sorry. I'm sure. <laughs> does he send you fruit baskets? Is that what happened? I wish he would. Um, some people I are wish so he would. I do have a bit of a man crush on him. I will say. He Aww. plays Ray Donovan. Oh, I definitely have a man crush on him. Okay, I didn't know that's who that was. Yeah, that's right. the actor. Um, oh, uh, wow. Okay, uh, yeah. well, he's, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's, yeah so he's I do have a sold listing for a bidding, 37 bids. We have Ronald Reynolds' Deadpool, X-Men Origins Wolverine autograph card graded at a mint nine, and it sold for $455. Okay, graded. All right. Yeah. So um, average autograph card, you know, you'd want it graded. I get that. That does make sense to me too. Yeah, that's that's actually good. Yeah, because there's a whole aspect to Marvel card collecting that, especially with the MCU, is which just autograph series. Exactly, yeah. which is which we're going to come back to. So, um, every 
every so I was looking through Allender's list, and every 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 one of them has got every 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 movie has a has a set or has something in the trading card sphere. Um, interestingly, on Jeff's site, um, Avengers Assemble was listed in the comic oh. art section and not in the movie section, TV movie section. I think that's just been misfiled. So, in uh, the first Avengers movie, what's it called in the US? What do you know it as? The, the Avengers. Exactly. Everywhere else, it's called Avengers Assemble. Oh. Did you know why? Well, especially in Europe and the UK. No, I don't, I don't know why. Well, in the UK, b- long before the Avengers existed as a comic book, there was a UK TV series called The Avengers. Oh, right. And then there was a movie. Predates, I believe predates or is about the same sort of time. Um, and it was um, the original TV series had um, Patrick McNee as John Steed, um, Diana Rigg um, in black vinyl for most of the time as uh, <laughs> I can't remember the character's name now. Anyway, um, and yes, there was an atrocious movie adaptation with Ray Fiennes, Uma Thurman and Sean Connery. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, now I remember that. Set. Um, and, and that kind of pretty much... <laughs> It was just awful. Yeah, it looked pretty bad. It really was. But you had Uma Thurman in black vinyl, so there is that. Um, the um, but so in in the UK, it's called Avengers Assemble, um, and I think the trading card set was called that as well for that, hmm. that series. And that is actually the only one that I own. Really? Yeah, because I kind of, I kind of, I, I bought it, and and when I said bought it, I bought the whole thing. So uh, someone had, you know, I bought kind of a master set. Yeah. You know, not a, no, not a full thing as well. Um, so the general, the general rule of thumb with, with, this, with the MCU sets from, from what I can tell is that they all have actor autographs, which mm-hmm. are very limited, but it doesn't necessarily follow that all of the actors will sign for the movie. So, um, so for example, I think Thor or Iron Man or one of the early ones only had five autograph cards. Funny enough, I'm looking at a sold listing for an Iron Man autograph card, Robert Downing Jr. Mm-hmm. It's near mint seven, PSA graded. Wow. It was best offer accepted, but it was listed at 3249 Yeah. And that's the thing. The one thing I have noticed, even though I'm not really a um, connoisseur, uh, that's a lovely word, so I like saying it. Um, if I look at... Um, any of those autographs now from those earlier sets, they've always been in high demand, but it's gone absolutely through the roof since yeah. um, Endgame. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's one... Off of some of those um, actors. Same card, not graded, Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, six bids, and it's at $2,869. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's still the case. So the, 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 the recent um, release of the MCU 10th anniversary set on... E-packs. Oh yeah, yeah. Went really quickly. It sold out. Um, Did it have any autographs in there? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the whole set um, was was kind of a tribute to the whole ten years. So, so it kind of ties into the fact that some actors didn't have autograph cards in the original releases. So I'm looking at Thor the movie, which had five autograph cards in the set, um, and they were one in every 300 hobby packs and one in every two and a half thousand retail packs. So that's all about whether they're, they're going to general stores like target or whether they're going to specialist stores, I think. Um, and the actors were Kenneth Branagh, 
which uh, the autographs, sorry, were Kenneth Branagh, who was director, of course, Joshua Dallas, Clark Gregg, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston. Then it's got unreleased autograph cards. Huh. Jamie Alexander, Kat Dennings, Idris Elba, and Colm Fury. Wow. The um, Frost um, Giant um, King, I think. Um, but it goes after the unreleased autograph cards. It says included with Avengers edition set, which I've never heard of until reading it for this moment. And I don't remember seeing it at the time. Um, yeah. The interesting thing with these sets is that Thor came out quite a few years ago, but it was one of the, it was when Upper Deck started doing the printing plates. It was around that time. Oh, wow. That set had a printing plate for all of the cards. It also had artist sketch cards. So what I find really interesting about these MCU sets is that they've put sketch cards in them. Yeah. As well as the actor autographs, as well as the costume memorabilia or uh, movie sale cards. The movie sale cards always look really cute. Yeah. Really cool. And they're really, really intriguing. But um, with my Avengers set, so if we go back to the Avengers set, um, you had the, the base set, which was... Um, I think it was about 140 cards, somewhere around there. And then you had various kind of subsets, but they're all kind of photo cards. And I think that's, that's the thing for a lot of people is that a lot of people don't dig the, the photo cards. They like the comic art cards. Um, so you generally find some, some collectors will straddle both worlds quite comfortably, but a lot of collectors, you know, go for the art cards, which is the predominantly the stuff that we've been talking about. So, right. Um, I'm talking about Avengers, the Avengers Assemble set simply because it's the one I'm most familiar with, but I'm just going to go through it. See, it, it broke down into several um, sections. So it was all sort of photo cards, but it's, it actually went through Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor. So you had a run of cards throughout the set for each movie that kind of told you the story for each movie. And I think it's because when the cards are released, which is a similar thing to Tops with Star Wars, is that they're having to make a set, but they might not be able to include the images yet because of production lead time. So um, a lot of the Avengers Assemble set is actually recapping the movies that led up to it. So Thor, I've got then cards 67 from 90 is Captain America, the first Avenger. And then it's only when you get up to cards 91 that you're into Marvel Avengers. Hmm. And then that runs 91 through 166. <laughs> so it's quite a big set. Um, that is a big set. Got, yeah. And then you've got characters, um, which is 167 to 76. So it's Captain America, Thor, Bruce Banner, etc. Then you've got chase cards, which are concept series. And you've got nine of these, Black Widow, Hulk, Air Vehicle. So these are basically the designs of all the costumes and all the hardware. Wow. Only nine of those. But then one thing I do find really interesting is that this set, along with Thor, along with the other um, early Rittenhouse sets, I don't um, early... Um, upper deck sets i don't know if they still do it on the current ones they had comic art covers which are like um marvel beginnings had they're literally just the front cover of of notable issues throughout the run hmm. of avengers so they're not they're not like pieces of comic art or anything like that but they just, they just look really cool because they're just really good front covers yeah see i want to save and that's a nice little collection in itself just that's a those. very nice little collection yeah. Yeah, I think that's a nice little set. I think the MCU sets are really interesting. Yeah. Well, it's funny. So, you know, talking about MCU sets, I kind of want to bridge over into kind of speculation in terms of 
do you think we'll get more people into the hobby because Disney will want to start releasing upper deck sets for WandaVision, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, right? All these kind of pieces, Miss Marvel. Do you think we'll get some more Disney collectors in the Marvel card hobby? I, I for me it all comes to down I, i'm not sure if i think disney collectors because i i <laughs> i kind of know of and cross paths with people who are into disney and it is a yeah, very me too. thing to the people who are into marvel because marvel yeah. might be owned by disney but it is a very different thing so the people mm-hmm. who are into disney are mad about disney as in they go to disney world you know they they do their favorite songs whether it's let it go whether it's you know all that sort of stuff um and that's the kind of thing they talk about um I'm not sure if there's, there's crossover there, but I think I think my answer to your question would be it very much depends on how they price it. So if, mm. they, if they stay at the premium end, then you, the only people you're going to invite into the get into the hobby are people who who've got the wallet for it, and may, maybe that's what they want to do. If you're going to get if you want to get the younger audience in and grow them over a period of time, then you're going to have to have the lower budget introduction sets in market and there aren't that many of those around well certainly in the uk there's kind of more of them but that's because a different company has the license right but the cards and aren't, aren't i i don't collect them at all because i don't think the cards are actually that good see and but, that's what's interesting to me like i don't know if we'll ever go back to a time period like early 90s you know what i mean where everyone was into trading cards i don't i don't know if marvel you know, I don't know if that will ever go back to that. I don't know if this will always stay premium. That's yeah. it's hard to tell, but I don't know. I don't know how they would do that. Yeah, they would I don't have think to, it's like, on the roadmap. I, would, I don't think so yeah. either. I don't. Not from the way I'm looking at the way they're doing things. Especially the sets are becoming more expensive. Mm. The they're becoming thicker premium. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, there was a concern. You know, Kevin just just hit me up. He was saying that he was wondering if the announcements of D23 and SDCC and how the um, different properties are coming up there, movies and stuff like that, especially with comic book speculation, Mm. if prices are going up on rare items of particular characters that are being featured in future things like on Disney Online, Disney Plus. Yeah, possibly, possibly. I know, I know, um, I, I would love to own. Uh, an autograph card from any number of the, the sets that Downey Jr., for example, has signed for, or Chris Evans mm. has signed for. I just know it's not going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I could afford several pieces of original art for that money. Um, yeah, the autograph, man. Autographs are really yeah quite serious. But they are very limited. So, you yeah. know, if that's from, from the point of view of the fact that if you keep them limited, then it keeps them in demand. I get that. Yeah, um, so it's an it's an interesting um, a- approach to it. Um, I will say that that just just to finish up on the Avengers Assemble, that I'm going to touch on a number of other things. Um, that set also has hologram foil inserts, which are oh. called um, Heroes Evolve. So it's got um, six for Iron Man, six for Hulk, six for Thor. Um, if I scroll down, there's six for Captain America, six for Hawkeye, six for Black Widow. Uh, they go on anyway. It's a 54 card set. Uh, sorry, 60 card set because the last six are complete villains evolve, and it's Loki basically. Oh, that's pretty um, cool. That 60 card set is actually really, really quite hard to get. 
Um, and I've, hmm. I've got it because when I bought my master set, I think it cost me hmm, best part $150, 200 Wow. I'd say. Um, and I've looked on eBay and eBay sold, and there's very few of those Heroes Evolve cards, certainly not a full set at all. Um, and um, I just extrapolated a price based on the few, you know, I could see maybe 15 sales of those cards, and they were all yeah. in double figures. So that Heroes Evolve set, um, not that this is an advert for me, me, me off, offloading it, but, you know, I will you know, I will be parting with that because, you know, as we talked about when we trimmed down our sketch cards collection, I have that Avengers Assemble set, but I've got no interest in keeping it. So I will be parting with it. But it's like, yeah, where do you pitch it? You know, so it's like I've done a little bit of research on it and I'm not, not even sure if anyone's sort of seeking to collect it because it's not the autograph cards. Honestly, I feel like cards. for me, those MU MCU sets are only going to get more popular over time because I mm. feel like what's happening right now is that there's this weird, actually, I'm just looking at a graded 10 um, Bruce Banner Marvel Assemble E53 Mark Heroes Ruffalo. Evolve. Ah, yeah, right. Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Yeah, so I'm looking at a graded 10 one now, yeah. uh, GMA grade 10, which, you know, I don't know that company. Okay, um, no it's not a, that means. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I, it's not very expensive. I'll send you the link. But anyway, okay. so I'm I'm wondering if, because look, you're looking at games, you're looking at all these other things that are coming out and they're mm. taking the lookalikes from the actors. Like Captain yes. Marvel, Captain America is very much drawn like Chris Evans. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Banner very much looks like um, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. So there is this weird thing that's coming up and it's been 10 years. So mm -hmm. young kids who are not 18, starting to get some money, starting to get more serious mm -hmm. about their hobbies or their likes. I wonder if these actors will eventually take over kind of what these characters have been, have start to look like, right? Yeah. Cause at first when Marvel movies first came out, everyone was like, well, Robert Downey Jr. Kind of looks like Iron Man or like, we were kind of like, Oh, this character has red hair. So they look like Scar, like, you know, Scar Johansson or whatever. <laughs> um, Black Widow. And we were trying to get them to look like these characters that were drawn in the sixties and seventies. And now you see modern day comic books and Iron Man has that beard. Yes. So it is this weird kind of thing where like these actors are kind of influencing what these characters will look like in the future. Yeah. I think a lot of that is Disney. Uh, the knowledge of, 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 of working with Disney from, from, from my job is that they have very, 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 very set and strict brand guidelines as to what the characters should look like. Fascinating. Um, and, um uh, I was gonna give you an example, but I can't get fired, so I'll tell you off air. But there's the most ridiculous example we've had recently with one of the shows we work on. Um yeah, I can't I can't talk no, no, about don't it. Do, now. Don't do anything like but, that. Um, no, but, no. but the interesting thing is I was looking through these lists and like I said, pretty much everyone's had um a look in at some point. But a lot of these movies have little little kind of kind of promo sets that might not be part of the the upper deck release but they might be um in cinemas for example oh interesting or with a certain kind of um in fact most of these appear to be similar uh, appear to be um in uh cinemas um there are some here that are 
Guardians of the Galaxy on, on Alan's site has got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but then it's got a listing of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Haynes and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 AMC. So AMC we know is a cinema chain. Haynes is an underwear brand, if I remember correctly. Yes, exactly. Um, and it's a promo <laughs> series that it was made by Upper Deck, but they were exclusively put in Haynes products sold at Walmart, for example. And it's um, yeah, so that that you know that kind of distribution is pretty interesting. I've actually I've just looked at this set, and wouldn't it be great if you bought a bag of pants at Walmart and you opened it and you had autograph card WMSL, which is Stan Lee. <laughs> That's hilarious. For example, was in that set along with Dave Batista. Batista, Batista, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Batista. Batista. Um, and those were the only two uh, limited to send autograph cards in that set through Hangs in Walmart. Wow. That's nuts. That is nuts. Um, but once you scratch the surface of these things, you realize how it's all about, a lot of it is about distribution as well, hmm. especially domestically in the US. Um, so Guardians Galaxy AMC was just a tiny little set. Um, it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten cards. One of them is the checklist. Wow. So, which was <laughs> I love that. Um, it's it's oh, crazy. Cool. And you can make a puzzle of it. So uh, I'll give you an example. There was a, a set from Spider-Man uh, Into the Verse. Mm. It came out in Odeon Cinemas in the UK. Um, and they're, they're bizarre. They're bigger than, well, they're kind of wide. They're like the wide screen, wide vision ones, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I... I I didn't manage to go to the cinema to see it, but I bought some unopened packs off off eBay, and it's a it's a pretty nice little set. Um, hmm. But uh, there's there's still a few characters I haven't got, and I bought a fair number of packs. Um, but the, yeah, they're nice little sets, and that that kind of thing is probably more on the spectrum of what what the movies do to just just hook people at the point of. Um, point of purchase the point of yeah. delivery i guess because it's all about distribution of the hmm. movie where can i see the movie okay i can see the movie there okay so who's going to that okay it's kid families with kids right so let's do a little you know set of cards just within that that cinema or in the uk um for some of the avengers films um avengers infinity war especially there was a piece of commissioned artwork by an artist called matt ferguson and you got like a mini poster which oh, wow. was probably about, I get letter size or maybe nine card sheet size, um, and there were five of them, and they were interconnecting. And you oh, could only cool. get them if you went to see Avengers: Infinity War on certain days after release. So on the Friday you got one of them, on the Saturday you got one of them, on the Sunday you got one of them, and as a set of five, you know they were they were being sold for quite a bit. I mean, they're, they're you know that market's dropped now but it's i find it interesting that there's different promos for different cinema chains in different parts of the world mm. that are kind of a very much a much more available thing than the upper deck epax thing which is much more of a niche thing much more yeah. premium um so i guess there is there is stuff out there um what i also find interesting is that the um oh my phone, <laughs> my phone is just overheated. iPhone oh. needs to cool down before you can use it. That's how warm it is up here. Yikes. <laughs> so let me just turn my phone off because I don't want it blowing up. 
Apologies for this, listeners. So if you can no longer see me, that's yeah. why. That's totally fine. That's mad. I've, and I've burned I've an realized, image of you into my mind. Oh, I've so just suddenly realised that my iPad is also in the sun. So let me just quickly move that. Oh. <laughs> and what I'm going to do is I'm going to join... Sorry, sorry for this, listeners. I'm going to join the meeting via my um, iPad so that we can see each other again. Because if we can't see each other, then quite frankly... What is this worth? What is this? Like, what is this for? Because yeah. you know that's the only reason. Right. Let me just don't connect to audio because <laughs> then we'll have horrible feedback. Here we go. So you're going to see me any moment now, dear. Um, very, Zoom very would like to access your camera. There we go. Zoom would like to access your microphone. Maybe <laughs> but I haven't connected my audio. Here we go. E. There I am. Can you see me again? Hello. Yes, Thank I do. You. Let me turn that round. Marvelous. So uh, that's a flattering view of me. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm sideways. Let me turn it this way. We'll have to edit this bit out. <laughs> we will. <laughs> anyway, um, the Netflix folk got a look in as well, um, which was really interesting. Um, so Daredevil, seasons one and two. So there's a couple of sets for Daredevil. And there was also a Jessica Jones TV promo set, but she didn't get her own full set. Interesting. The odds, the odds of her getting a full set at this stage are, are pretty slim. But Daredevil, of course, series one and two were pretty much the first ones out of the gate um, in terms of the production and lead time. But um, Jessica Jones did have a TV promo set um, distributed in a sealed cellophane pack of six hmm. cards plus a title card. So that's seven in total, um, which is basically one for each character in that first Jessica Jones series. Where it was distributed, it, it does not say. Um, but it did get a look in. But of course, they did do a Defenders set. So Luke yes. Cage would have got would have had exposure there. Iron Fist would have had exposure there. Hmm. Um, I imagine Punisher um, would have had exposure via the Daredevil Season 2 set. I think um, so. So, you know, they'll, avoid, they'll have all had, had some life within the, um, the cards... Um, that were released for those. And I have to say, those are probably, and I haven't looked, I would assume a little bit more affordable. The Defender set? Mm, it's certainly in terms of if you're going to go after those autographs. Let me see. Um, one, would, one, would, one would imagine that... I'm sure the prices have dropped. Well, I did hear... Um, I would imagine a Charlie Cox is less worth, <laughs> is worth less than a Downey Jr., but, but that's yeah. um, no, no offense to Mr. Cox. I do... I did hear from some spec guys that um, those people on the Defenders, like the the, the Netflix shows, mm-hmm. when the Netflix kind of um, contract ends up, they might be coming back. Is what uh, I'm hearing. Interesting. Okay. So I don't know if that's true, but I did hear that. Well, that'd be so. good. I mean, that that Daredevil series is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, everyone I loved really it. Like loved it. it. I've still got season three to watch. I'm kind of holding on to it because I know after that it'll be done. Yeah, <laughs> so that's always kind of, devastating. Yeah, I'm kind of holding on to it. Um, but um, but of course, Doctor Strange had a had a set. Uh, mm-hmm. Deadpool um, had a had a set very recently through um, Upper Deck. Um, yeah, the first Deadpool movie set is listed on here actually the deadpool set from upper deck was kind of a, a joint thing i think i don't think it was specific to any particular movie um there was a six card again uh distributed in a six 
six plus one as in a title card cello pack um that was distributed in 2016 for the first movie but again it doesn't say where it was distributed so there's all these fun little promos to chase on the mcu side of things um there's a guy in the group actually called jake tweedy um good evening jake if you're listening jake um he's in the uk actually and he's a he's a big mcu collector he's just recently been getting into it i think it's been interesting watching him giving updates of him receiving stuff uh, because it's a, a vast vast mountain to climb yeah it is i'm if looking at it it's about, pretty it's you know, pretty there's, serious there's, there's a number of sets out there um you've got um that's what you've got dr strange and dr strange has got a number of different variants as well mm-hmm. of course there's the epax exclusive release as yeah. well as the physical in-store release. And they were actually two different um, sets. You've got Avengers, you've got Age of Ultron, um, you've got Infinity War. Um, interestingly, so if I go back to my notes, which are also on this iPad, um, Endgame and Captain Marvel did have sets solicited on the schedule. Um, but according to the last update from Sci-Fi Cards, who's 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 the uh, i highly recommend edward yeah. sci-fi cards as a dealer he's a, he's a really nice guy he, he knows his stuff and he's he he's a you know he goes around he does the shows he puts in the miles and he's um he's solid so um he comes um he comes in recommended um ed good evening if you're listening he ed. he sends out a monthly newsletter and his last one said that endgame and captain marvel were now off the schedule he put it so they've disappeared from the radar, hmm. which I thought was interesting. Um, given the amount of Avengers, Infinity War and Endgame stuff that was in the Infinity War and Marvel Studios' first 10 years sets, huh. that may be why, but Captain Marvel, you would have thought, would have its own set. Um, and of course, Far From Home has just had a set announced, even though... Um, that license will be swinging back towards Sony in terms of the sort of creative direction of things for a while. Yeah. Which will be interesting to see how that happens. So, um, so yes, interesting. So the MCU, I mean, listen, they'll, they'll keep putting out the MCU sets. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think they'll, I don't know. I think the MCU sets will maybe attract bigger I don't know. I don't know. It might attract people through the hobby. I don't know. Disney collectors can be kind of serious and they're doing a lot of marketing where they're putting superheroes next to Mickey Mouse. And that seems to be like yes. a growing thing they're starting to do now. Yes. So D23. So, I don't know. Well, yeah. we'll put this in the tasting notes actually, because we've barely mentioned anything to go in the tasting notes. This time. <laughs> Although we'll put some images of some of these, these, these cards and autographs that we're talking about. Um, Marvel comics, 1000 what that's all about i don't know um is out this week coming yeah as we record and i've been hearing about it and it's been solicited for such a long time i thought it'd come and gone already yeah, right but apparently it's, <laughs> it's still to come so um that's out this week but there's a d23 variant cover which has a load of the avengers in their mcu kind of Vi- you know visuals as in it looks like Danny Jr. it looks like Chris Evans etc surrounding Mickey Mouse who's got a candle or a birthday cake or something uh, I'm, I'm doing it from memory but um and that was only available at D23 
So not only is it a variant cover, but it puts the Avengers firmly next to Mickey Mouse. Of course, Mickey Mouse is 80 years old this year. Yeah. So that's probably what the connection is there. Um, so, yes. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, he's bringing them an 80th cake. Mm-hmm. And they are gathered around. It's featuring Captain Marvel, Captain America, mm-hmm. Iron Man, Black Panther, and Spider-Man. Wow. And the real fun treat about the cover is that it has Fantastic Four memorabilia, <laughs> like the t-shirt. It also has um, Fing Fang Foom, which mm. they are saying is going to be the new character in the Ten Rings. Oh, okay. That's the other speculation. Uh, that comes from a channel called TVO, uh, TVO, mm-hmm. uh, Lords of Longbox, I think, and okay. uh, Gem Min as well. I heard, I heard it through the channel. I just wanted to give him a shout out. <laughs> Lords I didn't of Longbox. Like, yeah, what it's a, a pretty cool name. channel. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, they're pretty cool people. They're very nice. So I just wanted to give him a shout out just in case because I don't want to take people's information. But there's also an X-Men logo in the background Ooh. as well. Um, and it's, it's very cool. I mean, it's, it's littered with a bunch of Easter eggs. So daredevil's in there too. So I don't know, man, it's, it's pretty cool. Mm. The, um, actually I should, I should mention at this point that last year was Mickey's 80th. This year is Marvel's 80th, which hence the Marvel comics 1000. So that's what the 80th is in relation to. Oh, okay. So that's Uh, why he's bringing them the cake. I was wondering if he's bringing them the cake. Mickey's birthday. I know it was was Mickey's last year because I, one of the things I work on is Disney on ice and uh, we had that as part of the, Ah, they got Deadpool in the background too. It's a very cool cover. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, obviously Disney went off and bought 20th century Fox. Largely it's purported just to get the licenses back for fantastic four and X-Men and Deadpool. I think they're going to try and buy Sony. Worth it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so worth it. So worth it. They get black cat back. They do black cat properly. I'm in. They do that a black cat cool. MCU. I'll tell you, the day that happens, I'm bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine. This is, you this is one of those things. This is one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in my shopping cart rocking. Um, <laughs> do you remember, did you do this back in the day when you used to do fantasy, fantasy casting? So you'd be like, oh, yeah, what would your dream cast be? And it would be the oh, most yeah. ridiculous things. And people used to do it before the MCU stuff was, was, was here. Oh yeah, um, and now I don't know if people do it so much because our dreams have kind of become reality in a little bit, in a little bit. Um, but certainly, Lord of the Rings, you know, back in the eighties, when I was coming up, people would speculate who would be in a Lord of the Rings movie, for example. Yeah, um, and of course, half the people we were suggesting are probably dead by now. But um, <laughs> if you were going to speculate who would be in a Black Cat movie as Black Cat hmm. of the current crop of fresh young talent out there who would be black hat and while we're there in fact this could be this could be a fun quiz or fun sort of you know can people suggest stuff on the comments and on twitter um at the mcc pod people um just just tweet us or comment on the post yeah and actually suggest people and while we're there if the MCU were to have Silver Surfer, your your silence 
I'm good. I'm listening. That, you're, I'm you're, you're, well, I'm no, waiting. that's the thing. This is what we want to ask the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, please let us know. And if you have a favorite character who's yet to be shown, but has been claimed yeah. by Disney, give us your input. I know there's tons of fan input about who the Fantastic Four should be, exactly. a replacement for Wolverine. Yeah. But, you know, we'd love to hear any suggestions mm. of who kind of is your fantasy pick for a particular yeah. character that might be coming to uh, to cinemas. It's like fantasy football, but with superheroes <laughs> instead. Um, done, done. Yeah, fantasy. So it should pieces. be. Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, it, of course, they, they have had, you have had um, almost, almost a black cat in the abandoned Andrew Garfield run of spider-man movies because yeah, felicity jones right. was playing felicia hardy yep who was um i believe a secretary or a paralegal in dane dehan's green goblin who became green goblin at the end of spider-man 2 oh yeah so she was in there and i think they were gearing her up to be black cat um and of course in the fantastic four movies that fox put out in the noughties you had Lawrence Fishburne do the voice and Doug Jones do the mocap. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. My goodness me. For anyone who doesn't know who Doug Jones is, you have definitely seen him. Mm -hmm. You just don't know you've seen him. a disservice. Star Trek Discovery, Hellboy. Yeah, he's in Discovery. He was in Hellboy as um, the fishy guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, He was in Falling Skies. Oh yeah, he was in The Shape of Water, the Guillermo del Toro movie that won that the Oscar. Too. I haven't seen that yet. Actually, we've got it oh, on really? our watch list. Yeah, it's good. Um, it was good. Very, very it. classic Hollywood kind of movie, but it was nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. In fact, I might suggest it to the good lady wife this evening. It's a nice um, movie. Yeah, uh, and to watch that movie. Um, what else can we talk about this week? So MCU, I, I, I don't collect them myself. I know there's a lot of them. I know a lot of them have the um, autograph and memorabilia cards and the film cell cards, which are extremely collectible. And and uh, the newest set has the script insert. Yes. Autograph, which I think I should really dig. Which is nice. I'll yeah. tell you who used to do something like that. Battlestar Galactica. Oh, that's the cool. The set that um, Rittenhouse put out. Mm. They put out some pretty nice chase cards for that in the, in the latter years of it. Um, and I, th- I think some of them were signed script pages, if I remember That's correctly. Really well, obviously, cool. you just get a little segment from the page. You can't have the whole thing because it'd be a massive trading card. I kind of like um, that, though. You know what I mean? Because nice then you're not, you're not archiving this kind of paper stuff. You just have to worry about the card, which is a kind of nice, nice little... Yeah. You know, we should have an episode on um, inserts and just talk about our favorite inserts and cool inserts and top five inserts and all that kind of stuff That'd well be kind of a cool I, idea. I tell you what what as a starter for 10 my, my <laughs> strangely mine are all non-marvel mm. on, that, on that side of things that's pretty um, cool when and it goes back to rittenhouse um they so they good. were they were really good in fact inkworks well they were well. on top of it too man yeah they kept track of everything the site yeah. was perfect yeah well let's start with inkworks so we've lost with the lost sets um for series two or three they did sand cards and what that was you had the actor who played charlie and the actor who played um hurley jorge garcia both of them 
got a glass jar of sand from the beach in Hawaii. So you have a shot of them getting the, the jar of sand and then Inkworks embedded some of that sand into the card. So what? it's kind of, you can kind of shake it around within the card. <laughs> I, I, I kid you not, I'm, I'm going to get it for you and show it to you right now. That's pretty because weird. Because it is the most nuts thing. Well, you haven't heard the half of it yet. Um, where is my lost... Uh, were they on vacation was this an episode no no it was part no it's part of because they filmed it all in hawaii oh so they just got the actors to right. do it yeah so That's um so my bind my, so basically i did have and, and i know it's a marvel card podcast but it's also non-sports so we're going to talk about this um i went deep into lost in a big way and i got mm. i've i a couple of years ago i parted with all of my binders and i just kept the um the costume cards oh, i like there. costume cards a lot yeah and i kept all of the autograph cards as well so that's oh wow going oh, that's a really good autograph one. that's really cool yeah that's a series well that's a nine card of series one so i've got um and some of them sort of crossed the streams as it were they had signed um they had uh cards that were signed and uh, memorabilia so it'd be a bit of costume and then it would also be signed some of them mm. were dual characters so they had a jack and um kate austin card so you'd have like two once pieces. those two broke up i was out i don't yeah. even care man first three seasons i was in so that, so one half of that is jack and one half is kate see why did they break up though yeah. that didn't well, make sense no well, wait you kate was sawyer it? Was did Kate you finish, Sawyer? Did oh, you yeah, I finished it? it. I watched right. all of it. Okay. okay. I know what was happening, but well, they switched to couples. I can't remember. Yeah, well, they did. It was that kind of party. Not um, cool. They're on an island. What are you going to do? Um, Not cool. So here we go. Here's the sand card. Sawyer did one as well. Oh, did it like Sawyer? Mm. All right. So you see there, you see him with a, with a jar on the oh, beach. Oh, wow. Yeah. And look, that sand moves around, isn't it? So that's, that's loose in that card secured between two acetate you know panels. in theory it sounds like a, mu a bit much but yeah. then you see it it's I'm really kind of cool into it it's really cool and on the back it said item featured is authentic sand from the set of lost i.e a beach in hawaii <laughs> it's kind of funny though because it does take place on really, an island so that makes it's really sense cool uh, right like here it. we go the sawyer one was a redemption um and it was a oh, piece redemption. of um He's not pictured doing this, doing the jar thing with the sand, because it's a bit of a, it's a bit of costume from the shirt that he's wearing in that shot, and then and the sand. So they've mixed it. I like the setup a lot, actually. Yeah. I love the layout of the card. Yeah, it's really nice. But then it got even more. <laughs> How bonkers. thick are those? Uh, they're pretty. Thirty-five. No, they're thicker than that. They're probably about sixty. Okay. Um, but then it got even more bonkers. This this card is super heavy, and you'll understand why when you see it. And it's it's thick as well. Does it have a crab in it? No. From the beach of the set of sand. <laughs> that's the that's the thickness. Stop it. You're mocking me. Um, that's the thickness. Me too. <laughs> okay. Hmm. What's got what's that? What's that say? Item featured is an authentic piece of the crash plane from the set of loss. No way. Check that out. Okay, well that's dope. All right. That's nuts. It's actually a piece. Because in the pilot episode of Lost, people are going to be switching off in their drives because we promised Marvel cards and we're giving them something else. But you know what? 
Okay, fine. Okay. Here's a little Marvel thing to um, say for everybody. They did something really cool in the <laughs> Spider-Man Fleer Alter set where they did the symbiote, where they made the symbiote stuff. So yes. materials showing up in inserts, yes. it does happen. It and does. it's very cool. It does. So, and this is, where we, this is where we segue, because I do believe that Greg Grunberg, actually, no, he hasn't appeared in Marvel. I'm thinking of Favreau. So, Greg Grunberg is kind of the... People, the guy that looks like Favreau but isn't Favreau. Oh, the Favreau look. You know, you know the guy I mean. He no. was in. Um, no, okay. He was. Um, he's JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams, mate. So. He, oh, he okay, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, sure. I've seen he him. was um, in the first Star Trek movie. He was the voice of Kirk's dad, shouting at him over the radio when he, when as a child, Kirk had stolen his car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, was yeah. there, um, and he's an X-wing pilot. He's part of Post Squadron, in. Force Awakens. This guy's everywhere. Uh, That's Jedi. really cool. Yeah, exactly. And he was the pilot in Lost of the eight, uh, Flight 815. Eight He's not a very good pilot. He's not. <laughs> there's, there's another card with a bit of the, oh, bit of the wow. plane with his signature. And this is a heavy card because for the pilot of Lost, they actually oh, yeah, got look at that. from one of those plane graveyards in America an actual fuselage of um, a commercial airliner. See, there's great co- uh, crossover too in the non-sports yeah. stuff, man. You're getting actors yeah. who, I mean, he wasn't in the MCU, but he was no. in every other t- IP. But the interesting thing is, is that it's uh, it's kind of it's, these are just examples of the kind of really inventive um, insert cards that have been done, and it, I, I do find it interesting that the only kind of place oh, that's not quite true, Spider-Man, Fleer Ultra Spider-Man 2017. Did mm-hmm. manufactured webbing cards. Yeah, the symbiote stuff. Thick, which yeah. were kind of uh, well, there's webbing. Um, they did some. Some cards, of it's yeah, some, some of it's webbings. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, maybe all of it's webbing. I'm not um, sure. And they're sure actually right. incredible cards. Yeah, they're really cool looking. I think, and those are thick cards too, yeah. right? Yeah, I've not been chasing them at all. Um, mm. Here's a thing. So going back to D23, but also still talking about Lost because I have the binder out. Um, do you remember the young boy who played young Benjamin Linus? I remember the character. I don't remember the actor. So at D23, about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. only at D23 could you meet that actor and get him to sign one of those cards. No way. So that's the young boy. I mean, he's probably in his 20s now, you know, um, the actor. That's hilarious. Um, and there was also one at D23, and I've had this save search. He has eBay. a cool signature. He has. Um, the guy who played the Dharma guy, you know, the um, Asian Yeah, guy? Dharma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there as well. And, uh, Kenneth Chung is his name. And he oh. was also at that same D23 signing the day after. I've never seen one of those cards pop up on eBay. But it is my really? lost want because they'll be very, very limited. Um, but we've neatly tied in a lost conversation back into D23. So at this point, I should probably put the nice. lost binder down. Otherwise, we're going to start a podcast called <laughs> Lost Trading Club. Um, <laughs> but, it's, but it's interesting because Rittenhouse um, and Inkworks, because the sand cards and the plain fuselage cards were Inkworks, um, Rittenhouse carried it on and did some rather interesting things with them. They did some really great stuff with... Um, Battlestar Galactica. So it's nice to see that the MCU cards do kind of certainly from that MCU set having the script um, have have been doing that. The one the one thing that 
a lot of people don't like with the actual autograph cards on the MCU, especially the newer ones, is that they're sticker autographs. There are what? Stickers? Sticker, yeah. So what, what happens is the actor hasn't signed the card. Oh, He's signed yuck. a sticker. And that's put onto the card. So if you look at, um, which is which is uh, done a lot, actually. Yeah, because um, there's this holographic sticker yeah, on. Okay, exactly. I know what you're talking about. Now, I, I, get, I get why, because there was a whole, I think it might have been the first Star Trek movie, the Rittenhouse movie, because Rittenhouse, generally speaking, I think they did the Harry Potter cards. I might be wrong. But um, for the first Star Trek movie, there were forgeries. Um, where the card had been, you know, there was there were forgeries of, of the, you know, people had gone to the lengths to create one of the trading cards and then, you know, forge a signature on there. And there were some of those around of the top end, J.J. Abrams, Chris Pine, um, Zachary Quinto. I just remember, I remember hearing about that a few years back. So that may be a way of getting around it, but also mm. being able to get the autograph at a time when the actor has availability, but not commit to the card stock that it's going on. Yeah. Um, so for years, Rittenhouse put out James Bond. Oh my goodness. My, uh, I've got quite a few of the James Bond um, Rittenhouse cards um, are the ones I go for because the, it's a vast, vast, vast enterprise to go after. So I've limited myself to the Daniel Craig movies. <laughs> Even with that, some of the cards are uh, twice the thickness of Marvel premiere and Marvel masterpieces. Wow. Because they have embedded bits of shattered windscreen from Aston Martin. Oh, that's kind of cool. Things like that. <laughs> so, you know, they are, they are properly like really interesting collectibles because it gives you that tangible connection. See, I like that stuff. The, I love getting creation. things from yeah. sets too, yeah, though. Exactly. Like that's really awesome. And so I think if, if some of that stuff was a little bit less, Maybe it's maybe it's not as limited. Maybe it's just my perception, but I perceive it as being more limited with the MCU stuff. It's certainly much more expensive because Marvel is at kind of peak. You know, everyone wants it at the moment. So yeah. maybe there's exactly the same as there were for the Bond sets, but Marvel's just really hot, so there's more people chasing them, so the price goes up. I don't know. Hmm. I perceive them as being more more expensive. But if I had that tangible, okay, I know that this was worn on that set. Yeah, and I know that this was that car that was used in that stunt. I mean, it's difficult with MCU because a lot of it's special effects and green screens. So yeah, got, you can't get a piece like of green screen fabric, um, which is maybe why they limit it to the fabrics. <laughs> but 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 Rittenhouse for all the James Bond years, they had several because they changed the style of the set slightly. They would oh. have actors sign different types parts of, of the set that's no, no, really no. cool no different types of cards so you have oh, different type of cards sorry so you get the same actor who'd signed a full bleed card or oh. who'd signed a 40th anniversary style card or who'd signed a, a women of bond style card and the idea was that with each set they released they would release autographs in different formats oh wow um, across the sets so your it would it would act as a booster for being the style of autograph that went with the set that you might have collected first. It was really oh, interesting the way they did it. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. So, um, and that's the way they got around it. But of course, if Marvel, um, if Upper Deck are doing the stickers for these, for these actors, then, uh, you know, once they've got the stickers and it's a, it's an authenticated autograph, they can yeah. put whatever release they wanted. Hmm. You know, interesting. I imagine those stickers are probably there. There's probably a, a, a raft of them because if you get Downey Jr. to agree to do it, 
you're not going to just get him to do 50. If you can, you're going to get him to do 200. You might only put 50 yeah. in the Avengers Endgame set and the rest of them are sat in a high-security vault somewhere. Clever. That way they don't have to continue to commission the actor exactly. more. Yeah. Wow, so they can just place it on a new insert yeah. that comes out maybe like three years later. Yeah. Wow. You know, the only non-sport um, set, I mean, there's plenty of really good ones out there, but the one I always come back to wanting to get into is uh, Twilight Zone. Oh, I don't know. I always want to kind of dive into that one for some reason. It is iconic. They have some really cool autograph cards too. It is so iconic. I always think about going into that, but hmm. well, the only other one I've dabbled in, and again, it's been on pause for a lot of years. So I've literally got maybe 2% of it is um, Star Trek. When um, Rittenhouse released a 40th anniversary set, you could get, um, costume cards mm-hmm. and they were costume cards that were of the actual original 1960s TV show costumes uh, sh- that looks awesome now <laughs> uh, I'm holding up um, for those because <laughs> you can see it, yeah, I can see it. Right. I'm just like um, drooling over here sorry guys notes. Um, it is a um, Lieutenant Sulu costume card from the 2003, wow. I think it says here, Star Trek 40th anniversary set from Rittenhouse Archives. And in here, I've got costumes from... I've got costumes from other characters uh, from that original series, from Enterprise, from Deep Space Nine. And I've literally got maybe 12 of them. There's over 100 in that set. Wow. It was absolutely crazy. But the fact that I own a piece of material that was made in the 60s, worn on that screen. That means, I mean, how amazing is that? But the weird thing is, that means more to me than having the autograph of Robert Downey Jr. See? Isn't it yeah. weird? No, no, it's not weird. Because, uh, you know, uh, autographs are... So for me, and this will bridge into... Like, I want to mention too much because I don't want to say stuff that we're going to... We have an episode planned and an experience I just went through, which I told Ian about... Um, so which I don't want to go the other, into it. Which was the other route we could have gone today if we were right. Going to talk about. If we were going to do that, yeah. um, you know, the, the I have a lot to say about the autograph stuff, especially stuff that's coming from comic book legends and um, all the different avenues that they're going. But materials and sets and all those inserts, those are things that I'm very much inclined to be more a part of as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm surprised they didn't get anything. You know, because they had that auction for all the stuff of the Netflix Marvel properties, like Daredevil, Luke Cage, and all that stuff. Ah, uh, yes. I wonder if they did any materials for those Defender for that Defender series. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything there for that. Because, I mean, now that that's off, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm maybe, I don't know, maybe they pick some stuff up. Maybe something will come out in the future. Who knows? Possibly. Yeah, it's those auctions, though, that a lot of these companies do. Well, it depends. Some of them buy them from auctions. Some of them actually have the deal. So that as soon as they're finished with them on set, they literally yeah, they get to, hold of them. You know, um, which, um, and I know Upper Deck, I, th- I think Upper Deck got the license for Bond and released a set early this year or last year. Wow. And there's autographs in there from Spectre that Rittenhouse. That's cool. Because, yeah. Um, and of course, the new Bond movie coming out. So a lot of that won't go via auction house. There'll already be a deal in place and it'll go straight to whoever the current license holder is for distributing and making those trading cards. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, bring it on. But it's interesting. I, I think I think the TV, if I was going to go into that 
realm it's a slippery slope and you've got to have realistic expectations and to a certain extent deep pockets if i was going to go into the realm of collecting on-screen marvel then i would probably do the tv route because it was it's finite i know what the boundaries of it are yeah whereas with mcu that's going to be going and going and going and it's going to be like okay where do you call it quits do you just do up to end game do you just do phase one i mean you know this is and this comes back to i think a little bit of Carter 101, but a little bit about when we were talking about Marvel Masterpieces 2018. You kind of have to have to make a very pragmatic decision at the beginning is what kind of set do I want to go for? Yes. You know, what's my collection going to be? Because otherwise you can go for everything and everything. <laughs> it just no, you really can. Crazy. Like it just, it can just keep going and going yeah. and going. Um, which is why for the lost ones, I've, I've uh, jettisoned all my, um, all the you know all the promos and there were some really rare promos i jettisoned all the base cards all the chase cards and some of them were wonderful there was a dharma initiative set that was only available at sdcc that's pretty cool <laughs> um that you could only get from there um I've, all of those are gone i've just got the actor autographs the costume cards and the memorabilia cards wow um and i still haven't finished i haven't touched it for a few years to be fair i've been focusing on marvel of late yeah. um so I guess, folks, um, we could talk about MCU a lot more, and we will do. But yeah. um, in terms of the cards, it's not it's not my particular area of expertise. I was hoping um, when we thought we were going to talk about the cards um, a few weeks back when we did MCU Stew Part 1, to have Jake on. Um, so he could tell us about how he's found sort of chasing them and going after them. And I still want to do that, Jake. So um, when you're up for it, um, he's on my time zone. So um, you'll have two strange English accents to worry about and translate. Lucky me. I know. I bet you can't (laughs) wait. Um, Did we have anything else to talk about this episode? I think we're done for this week. Uh, I think we are. uh, So Noren of Radshire. Um, (laughs) Um, we have um, we have we've already got stuff to talk about next week. Um, we've got some some fun stuff to talk about. Actually, there's been some interesting things happening. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like I said, folks, if you can, please spread the word. Um, uh, get your local government representative to petition up a deck. Um, <laughs> and uh, for those binders, um, tweet about us. Um, at us um, on Facebook and on Twitter and tell everyone about it. Leave us a review on the Facebook page and on iTunes. We, we never ask you for anything. Um, so, um, so true. And finally, please, 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 please leave us a message via anchor forward slash MCP, MCCP forward slash messages. I've probably muffed up that link, because I'm going to put it on the tasting link on Twitter. Um, you can leave us a voice message, just like you would do. Hey, how you doing? Um, I think you're out doing your laundry. Sorry I missed you. I'll be around in half an hour. Bye. I mean, you can you could literally do that if you wanted to. But that actually, you can leave really us funny. A, it would <laughs> No one's done it yet, and I've been asking them for the last ten ten plus. That's fair. So, um, <laughs> uh, it may be that people just don't want to do it. I have checked. Just, I thought maybe it doesn't notify me when someone's left a message. And, you know, I don't want to be that person who gets home and you have 17 messages. That's fair. Um, and they're all kind of marketers and cold callers and one's your mum. <laughs> it's not going to be, <laughs> not your mum, mine. Um, fair. And, uh, <laughs> 
it's not going to be like that i don't think there are no messages in there so um maybe maybe collectors are a nation of people who like to tech text and do things on possibly some people might not have the mic might not be the thing well you might not be the thing yeah you can um when i tried it i did a little dummy run on my computer at work and it just activated my computer's microphone oh okay good do you see what i mean and i think you can do it on um on smartphones and ipads as well and they've got oh, the that's awesome stuff you need so all it does is it's like a voice memo thing but it just records it on you know that thing and we can play it in the show so i just thought it'd be a really cool way you know people are really interacting with us on the comments on the posts and you know asking us stuff and making suggestions and, and throwing in their experiences which is great but it'd be really good if we can get some of that on audio just so that we can include it in the episodes because then you hear other audio textures other audio textures i love it Hmm. other audio textures are available until next time (laughs) bye everyone and enjoy collecting there we go you remembered it brilliant i got it (laughs) hey everybody (laughs) bye guys thanks for listening to the marvel card collectors podcast you can subscribe via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp leave us a message via that link with questions comments or just to say hi and we may even play on the show we're also on itunes spotify and all major podcast platforms our podcast is at the mcc pod on facebook and twitter and you can find links on our facebook page to the two groups mccw marvel card collectors worldwide and mmc marvel masterpieces collectors on instagram find us at mm collectors and at sketch card hive the great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Bank Collective. We'll see you next time, and remember, it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting.